I've lived overseas. I've lived in rural Illinois. I've lived uh, in major cities. But I'm telling you, my California competency is in the tank. I do not understand some of the things that I've had to do in these last couple of weeks. Like one, to get internet service. Please sell us your firstborn son and we're happy to get it to you in 10 days or more. What? First of all, I don't have a son, so that's kind of impossible. So I just hung up on that company and then I decided, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go on one of those many apps that the world tells us to do now or go online and I'm gonna sign up that way and then I don't have to talk to a human being even though I really want to talk to human beings because I like human beings but now I don't like this one and besides it's just a business and all you have to do is turn on a switch back in Seattle that's all you do where are my Seattle people you just turn on a switch we're all we're all connected but no no needless to say I'm not going to tell you the rest of that story I still just don't have internet that's all that's all that's all and that is really a fact. While I don't want to be so techy on the outside world, I, I think a lot. Can you tell I got a little of the ADHD? I think a lot at home, and I, I want to go, hey, Julietta, hey, hey, Cindy, here's my long, long thing to do. Da, 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 da. I can't do that on the phone. I need, my, I need my screen, and I need. So anyway, so a little stressed, a little stressed not to have the tech at home. So then... I go and sit on my new lovely deck, my patio that everybody seems to have in California, right? Right? I'm a modest person. So I'm out there. Well, you can come and visit mine. And because I got this deck now. And I'm out there and I take pictures because I love the idea. Like there's the palm tree and I'm getting this angle and I'm sharing it out of love and grace and sharing it across the country, you know, on that social media thing again. Da, da, da. And then one friend says, Monica, watch out for the rats that like to hang out in the top of the palm trees. <gasps> what? What? <gasps> I, think she, I think she made it up. I think, I'm, she lives in Utah, she made it up. Okay, all right. That, we're gonna go with that, aren't we, Jay? Yes. But one thing I love about the California culture, the walk-in closet. I can put that there and I can do this. Oh my gosh. And then in the other one, I can just make that my studio. I now understand when radio people have told me, well, I've been working in my closet for the last two years. Oh, because it was walk-in. I get it now. Nicodemus. Nicodemus appears to Jesus in the dark of night. Nicodemus is a Pharisee. He is part of the leading political group, party leaders in Israel. He has his way of doing things. He's been doing his way of doing things his whole life. He starts to see this teacher, Jesus, that does things a little bit differently. He sees the way he teaches is different. He even teaches on the day you're not supposed to teach. He even takes the law and he preaches outside. It's so like moving to California and trying to deal with California. Except Nicodemus 
has his one comfy spot, his closet. He knows where everything goes. He knows where every, he has a nice order. So he comes into the dark of the night in the safety of a closet. And then he comes to Jesus. He's like, Jesus, dude, you are like saying things we've never heard before. Jewish, Judaism is all about law, keeping the law. That's how, we've, that's how we've held our identity over all these years. That's how we're sort of standing up to this occupation. And you're saying, what? What? I got to be born again? What the heck does that mean? And that I will be born anew? Well, we talked about that a few weeks ago, didn't we? We talked about the power of... First of all, being baptized in the desert. Oh, we're in the desert. Being in the desert, how powerful water is. So that's one image. Splashing your face every morning and being reminded, I am born anew every day. I have a chance to start over. I have a chance to give grace to that evil internet company on Monday. I have a chance. I'm going to splash my face. See, we have a chance every day to renew, to renew our hearts. Renew our, this is totally off the books for Nicodemus because he's used to everything's based on the word and on the book. So then Jesus talks about being born again and in birth and goes into birth. Then I thought about this. I was hearing two um, cisgender heterosexual male pastors talk about giving birth. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. Well, I went and they talked about how birth is messy. Right? That's nurse, nurse Rebecca, right? It's a little messy. And it doesn't always go the way we want to. Then I started thinking about this, that Jesus was smart enough using birth again. He knew in uh, Israel during this time, birth was dangerous. And it was communal. You never went through it alone. You had the midwife. You had the women from the community. So Jesus is saying to Nicodemus, you have a chance to go through rebirth. It's going to be messy. It's not going to be easy. But I, Jesus, have created a community so you don't have to do it alone. Wow. That's pretty cool, isn't it? So when I'm listening to these two guys, it's called pulpit, uh, what is it called? Pulpit fiction? Pulpit fiction? A, a podcast, two minister friends back in Illinois do it. So you can listen to it too if you want, but I don't want you to because then you're going to know my sermon ahead of time. But anyway, they, they were going on and on about the pangs of birth. Well, let me tell you about my birth. I'm not going to get that descriptive. Just to say it was 36 hours and two epidurals. And so, but, but I had a choice in how I did my birth. I picked a women's only uh, private practice. And I decided, um, since I was a minister in town, I was not going to have any nursing students that I actually was the minister to, because I, I, uh, I had a campus ministry with our local nursing, nursing campus. And so I did all these little requests. You know what, friends? That's my teaching moment. You can request your health care. You can make demands. Amen, Britt? I saw some head. Yes. So these were my demands when I uh, became part of this women's uh, practice that also had a midwife as part of it. Um, they only had one male doctor that was on call. Every five weeks, I said, make sure he's not on my week. They did. 
they did. They put a special request. Monica will only <laughs> get helped by a woman. <laughs> and then, and no nursing students. Okay, done and done. Because, right, like, it's one thing to pastor to somebody, but it's one, you know, because birth is messy. And then the doctor that I got to have that uh, gave birth to, I gave birth to Isabella, but who helped me along the way was Dr. Jeanette Andrews, African-American woman. So we can demand how we do life. We just have to ask for it. We have to call out an injustice. Amen? We don't have to just say, oh, okay. One thing I love to do on my day off, which is Mondays, everybody, is, um, just kidding, is um, movies. I love, I love me some movies. So this last Monday, uh, I went and saw The Jesus Revolution. Yeah, that's what I said. And um, I'm like, wow, this all took part here. It all happened here. I I I don't know why. I don't know. I got mixed up with the word revolution. Then... Um, that daughter that I gave birth to after 36 hours, she and I have a, have a tradition that we go to movies and um, we watch them, da, da, da. Then we go for Thai food after and we get out the evil devices and we start looking up what is true and what isn't. So, of course, in that, in that vein, I went out, took myself out to lunch and I start reading. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is them. This is the Calvary Church people. This is, um, what's the next one they do? Calvary Church, another. Saddlebacks. Saddlebacks, yes. Anyone know the story? A little bit, a little bit. Okay, well, it starts out really good. It starts out like a Fairview Church. And now, now, I was talking to Anisha, boy, do I want to interview you two now. Because, like, you were here in 1975 when that was becoming the movement. Now, the point is, it started out great. It started out the teachings of Jesus and all the Nicodemuses. They were people. They were hippies. They were people who were, were feeling like they weren't accepted by all the law and order people. I went to the Nixon Museum in the morning. So Nixon Museum in the morning, Jesus was that kind in the afternoon. It was a long day. So, so in the sense of it was, it was so perfect. I got to see this law and order kind of time that was Nixon that was that was how he got elected he created law and order out of the chaos of the 60s but you still had remnants of the 60s were these hippies who weren't being allowed into churches like this as the story goes so pastor lets folks come in as they were it starts out beautifully and you're like oh wow oh wow Flash forward to the very, very end of it. You know how they like to do the biographies of the people? Now, remember, I went in naively. I, I, I just didn't know. I didn't know, friend. Um, and uh, um, at the end, they, they say that Lonnie Frisbee died in 1993. So Lonnie Frisbee was one of the early, early starters of this and he, he was thinking, 1993, you were only like 40 years old. And they don't say how you died. So at my lunch with myself and my evil machine, I go, 
AIDS. He died of AIDS. The church is not even acknowledging one of their founders because of his orientation and how he died. I then went up and looked up Greg Laurie, who's probably a name we've all heard of, and um, he has put out a letter to his people saying while um, Lonnie was flawed and led immoral life sometimes, we did reconcile at the end and we should, we should honor him without, I know I'm shaking, without acknowledging his wholeness. Friends, this is not the gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel of Jesus Christ is getting out of the closet, right? And some, thanks to ancestors of the 1970s and before and beyond, some never have to enter that closet. Amen? Never, ever. I can't believe I'm getting a little clumped. Well, yes, I can. Oh, We are truly the church of Jesus on the corner of Fairview and Fair. And I will do my darndest to make sure that we are here and continuing the legacy that was started. There's a saying in this movie. They say, the door is open to all. Except, blah, 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 blah. We say the door is open to all. Amen? Thank you for listening to me in my naivete. But do y'all believe in the Spirit? Do y'all that God believes you're supposed to be where you're supposed to be? In that movie, I knew that God sent me to Costa Mesa, California for a reason. And it's to make sure that that's not the only message that gets told in Orange County. Amen? We have an amazing mes message, an amazing story. It's Jesus says, get out of your comfort zone. It's really okay. It's not just about words. It's not just about learning. It's not just about law. Those are all things that guide us. But it is about always breaking a little bit of the rules to make sure anybody gets to God. Anybody. So your assignment for this weekend is to read two more chapters of this. I don't even need to go into the John 3.16, do I? And how that was absconded. Maybe I'll talk a little bit about it next week. But, right? We've all seen the John 3.16 and how that's become... We saw before about how it sets us up. Here's Nicodemus struggling, struggling, struggling. Is the door open for me? Is the door open for me? And Jesus says, yes, the door's open for you. God so loved the world. It's even open for you. So keep going, and you'll see the rest of that that gets cut off. It's beautiful. It really reminds us that the door is open for all. Let us continue 
in this vein by now sharing at the table. That is what? Open to all. Let's say that together. Open to all. Doesn't matter where you come from, who you are, who you love, how you identify, if you're going to use a nickname today or not, if you are in a bad mood because you've dealt with too much technology. God says you are welcome. Let us join together in the liturgy that will be up there in the liturgy that is here. The Holy One be with you. Communion. Are you ready? Yep. Whoop. We're going to skip the song. It's okay. We're going to skip it. Yep. There we go. We'll come back to that song later. Everybody, let's stand and join together. The Holy One be with you. Open your hearts to the one who is love. Let us give thanks to God who gives us courage. From our beginning, you shaped us to live in service to one another and all the earth. You set us in the garden to co-create life with you. You surrounded us with creatures and creations that depend on our care. Our destinies have always been wrapped up in one another, our individual well-being bound to the well-being of all. Therefore, we join our voices with your people on earth and all the company of heavens singing praise to you. Holy, holy, holy one, God of justice and love, heaven and earth are full of your wonder. Hosanna among us. Gracious one, we struggle with the spirits of fear and greed that tempt us away from your original plan for us. We excuse ourselves from responsibilities to our neighbors. We struggle to believe we have anything to offer to the whole. And at times we knowingly do harm to others for the sake of our own gain. You know our struggles, O oh God, and you sent us Jesus. In him we learn how to show up for one another. Jesus lived in service to collective well-being. He sought out those in need of community. He befriended the ones who were isolated. He challenged the structures that destroy. Through his life, you've taught us the same capacities that are alive in us. We, too, can choose the way of service to collective life. You have given each of us the gifts to play our part. The same spirit of courage that kept Jesus proclaiming love, even in the face of death, lives in us. On the night of his arrest, Jesus shared the meal with his companions. He took the bread. He broke it, saying, Take, eat. This is my body, broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And on that same night, he took the cup. He shared it with his friends, including the women, and he said, take drink of this. This is my blood given for you. Christ was birthed among us. Christ was killed among us. Christ rises again among us. Pour out your spirit on these gifts and make this bread and cup sustenance from our Lenten journey. By your grace, may we experience anew the call you placed on our lives to serve one another. In feasting at your table, may our hearts be filled with courage once again to follow Christ 
come what may. In collective longing for a taste of your kingdom on earth, we join together in echoing the prayer of Jesus. Our creator who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. The table is now open. Come and receive God's plentiful gift. 